I feel like a huge part, a huge part of the pie of owning your own business is um, marketing. And that's a lot of what I do when I'm traveling and working and networking and shoots. And yeah, and that's a lot of what I do over here, which is a huge part of my business. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to another episode of Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. We've got Melody Joy with us in the studio today and we're going to be drinking coffee and talking to her about what it's like to break into a new market as well as what it's like to sustain her business as a nomadic shooter splitting her time between two cities, the city of Chicago in the US of A and Edinburgh in Scotland. If you're new to the wedding industry or even thinking about setting up shop in a different location, then this podcast is definitely worth a listen. This episode is, of course, as always, sponsored by With Jack, but I will get onto that a little bit later in the show. In the meantime, Greg, what are we drinking? We are drinking some coffee from Norway, from Solberg Hansen, who's the roaster. Read it. And it's Damn. called Black Coffee, with a wee bit at the bottom that says hell <laughs> we, we thought the the dark mood suited the three of us in here today <laughs> yes would you like some melody melody yes i would for some reason i keep saying melanie it's really annoying i apologize if i do that it's okay so, i feel no, like just... it happens so actually like probably half the people in the world call me melanie and i don't even correct them anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i saw this coffee in a shop in Oslo, no, sorry, Tromso, and I thought I was drawn to the label straight away. I was like, "That that looks cool," but then when I read that, it's like black coffee. That it's going to be like a really dark roast and not the type of coffee that I like. But sorry, help yourself. I'm going to have to say we've already tried it, and it's nice and fruity and lovely. It is. It's really strange. It's actually right. really light. Yeah, you have like a white bag. With it's like not what you would expect. Colorful from, text. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, what the what the notes? Did you read the notes? It's inspired by black metal music, the it's culture. The skull on the front of the mm-hmm. bag. Um, and the gothic full body, juicy and bright. Yeah. <laughs> Taste of citrus, plum, chocolate, and black tea. That would be about right. Yeah. So how you did? I'm doing well. Yeah, it was a nice commute over. Nice misty fog on the train. Oh, yeah, it's atmospheric. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you've got a shoot later on today, right? Uh, yeah, so I was going to do a shoot and I shifted it to Tuesday, actually. So. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Why Why? why was that? Because uh, you wanted mainly to spend some more get... time with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to rush this. I wanted to make it more relaxed. <laughs> yes. Usually what we like to do is ask how your weekend was. But we actually got a chance to work with you on Monday. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that for a bit. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, so we actually did a styled shoot, which is not something that we do too often. Um, maybe once or twice a year during the quieter yeah. sections of the year. Um, do you do a lot? Like, I'll go out and shoot like um, for specific companies, like for their dresses or maybe just like shooting friends just to try something new and creative. Mm-hmm. But doing an elaborate styled shoot where like there was this planner that did all of the details like that on Monday. It's actually like maybe once or twice a year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot, a lot more elaborate yeah. than, yeah, than I usually do. And it was, it was great kind of to see everyone come together. It's a lot of organization. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which and is I, why I don't do them always. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of strange because I, I, I want to talk quite a lot about the shoot, but at the same time, we're not really allowed to say that much. I feel like, and I didn't, I didn't properly read all the yeah. NDAs enough to remember them all. So I don't really want to speak, <laughs> speak too much about it. Yeah. It was in a family sort of, stately home yes and mm-hmm. the family want to keep the location private so <clears throat> we can't divulge that yeah <laughs> it yes. kind of helps for me because i have no idea where, where we were anyways <laughs> because i drove with one of the models and i just know we're somewhere in the out out there in, yeah, in scotland yeah, yeah. in the in the countryside <laughs> yeah it, i feel like it was like a hidden gem to be honest because obviously it was an, yeah. an old house but the grounds surrounding it seemed to be even older the church was beautiful it was kind of although the grounds are beautiful. They're, I, th- I said this on Monday. It's like there's a sadness to it all. Yeah. Because it's all kind of left to decay. I think they said a bit about the history. It might have been like in World War Two. It was like one of the many of like places that people would come and like rebuild. Like kind of it was like a refuge, but they would like, you know, uh, right, give right. give them a place on an estate to make right, like okay. build and stuff. And then like the fact that there's a cemetery on the land as well. I was like, I think that's where they all were buried <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> I suppose that kind of makes sense because there was yeah. a lot of like World War, not memorabilia, but like newspaper clippings in the toilet and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Yeah. I'm but, sure there are many like all over Scotland, but that I think it was just nice that, yeah, they've preserved it because I've never seen the moss like that on a sidewalk is in a ruin. Cause, yeah, it was thick. Yeah, it was really, yeah. Th- yeah. Definitely yeah. felt like a fairy tale. Yeah, setting. <laughs> yeah, it did. It totally felt like just untouched. Look, how did the shoot go for you? Did have you had to look through I some of the it, photos yet? Yeah. So I um yeah I filled up one of my lacy hard drives. So like I had to pop in another. I like did, got halfway and it was like full. And I'm like, man, I gotta like <laughs> go to my. And it was like I always get three terabytes. So I'm like, well, that was that one done for. <laughs> but now I'm gonna have to carry it with me for all of my travels because if mm-hmm. I ever wanted to go back and look at anything. Because it was so recent, like from the last year, it's like I have to always carry this other yeah. hard drive with me now <laughs> to go back and edit. But yeah, no. So um, I looked through. There's like definitely quite a few like keepers. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was nice. Is it's definitely different than what I shoot as well in regards to detail. And so kind of making that, yeah, what they wanted for the for the feel. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we haven't actually had a chance to look at any of the footage yet. So, uh, oh, you have? I've imported it, backed it up, got the session ready. It's looking, it's looking nice. Okay, that's cool. There's, go- there's going to be an awesome film from that's it. That's cool yeah. because, I mean, so we had a little bit of an incident. I don't know if you heard me panicking a little bit. So I run with a a one DX Mark II with a Tamron Twenty Four Seventy. Yeah. And we had recently bought a new gimbal, and I don't tend to use gimbals very much. I use a a, a, a Glycam. So very, very different pieces of gear. Anyway, my Tamron lens decided to stop working just after the indoor stuff that we shot. So as soon as we went outside, it just kind of died. So I had to do everything. The autofocus died. Sorry. So so the autofocus died. You're right. The Canon autofocus for film is amazing. The dual pixel autofocus. Mm -hmm. And Simon uses that quite a lot when he's on the glide cam because it can then sort of follow easily. Yeah, because the thing I like about it is that you can move with it, but if I tap the screen, I can, you know, focus pull from one point to another. 
unfortunately I can't I couldn't do that in the shoot. So uh, yeah, it kind of left that piece of gear, the gimbal, kind of redundant because that's all I wanted to test it. To, yeah. With. Um. So yeah, I had to digitally jump into the image, then focus manually, then jump out to get a shot. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's not going to be as adventurous as, as as I wanted it to be, but yeah, still may do. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> I just panicked straight away. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> shit, this is not what I want uh, to happen right at the beginning of a shoot. I mean, Ew. the fact that it was on the gimbal isn't really anything to do with it, but no. this was the perfect opportunity to try out the gimbal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that this issue happened on a styled shoot is kind of perfect because yeah. it's not a wedding. Yeah, very true. It was a job where you could take your time and make do with manual focus for everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that is actually very true. So we kind of got lucky in, in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it froze up in Norway. I wonder if the harsh weather conditions have decayed it to the point of no return. We'll find out. <laughs> anyway, we're sending it off for it was still repair. it's still in warranty. So uh, yay, free repair or free placement or whatever they do. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to editing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the main thing uh, fluke that happened for me is I lost a lens cap, which is not really anything, but one of the models texted me and was like, I think I have your lens cap in my red jacket pocket. <laughs> Cause I was wearing her jacket whenever I was telling yeah. her to take it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was wondering, I was, I've, I've I hardly misplace things. So I was very like, where could it be? I mm. know I probably had it with me somewhere. Yeah. A lot lighter of a issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, um, I'm Melody Joy Co. Melody Adams. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a photographer and um, I do a lot of weddings and lifestyle. And I live half the year in Chicago and half the year in Edinburgh. How was that process? Just Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, the main reason I come here um, I mean, it is because my boyfriend's Scottish and lives in Edinburgh, but... It. I'm really glad that he lives in Scotland versus other countries because I love Scotland. So it's a really a win-win for me that he lives here. But yeah, so that's the process is it's pretty simple. I try to do most of my weddings in the states to pay the bills, and then over here I try to do more creative shoots. And then I'll I'll definitely book weddings and stuff here. But I think it's easier to kind of have the freedom and flexibility with traveling to have all of my bills paid for via the states. Mm-hmm. And so I do all of my work where it's like, okay, I'm set for the year financially in the States and then anything else I book abroad is just more for pure because I love traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just on a side note, I think your style very much suits Scotland because we tend to shoot quite dark over here in Scotland. Yeah. It's um, easier to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely easier to do. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think your style totally fits in very nicely into this market. Yeah. You didn't start as a photographer, right? No, so I um, did web and graphic design just Mm. in general beforehand, business marketing major. When I graduated college 2012, I went straight into a nine to five job for about nine months. And during those nine months, I was like, I need to do something else. So in the evenings, I would work really hard on creating my own website and finding like web and graphic design clients Okay. um, to where I was able to quit within nine months. So since 2013, I've been working for myself. But it kind of, yeah, it was probably like, 80% web and graphic design, 20% photo, 
Mm-hmm. Like I would do random photo shoots for people, but it was more for like, because I was redoing their website or I needed new photos for their brochure or mm-hmm. different things like that. And then just it, I don't know, I guess it just transitioned over time. Basically who I was surrounding myself with, my friends and family in the wedding industry. Yeah, I think it just naturally, like I enjoy taking photos. And then I think it was 2012 is when I got a smartphone. Um, so that's when I was doing Instagram. It was just like filters of like, you know, bowls of curry with Instagram filters and stuff. So I think I I do think that helped because it I was taking a lot of photos of like my home and coffee, you know, just like the average person using Instagram back then. And Mm -hmm. but I think I enjoyed just framing things in a position so much. And I Mm -hmm. did have a DSLR camera that I was like, oh, I I kind of really enjoy this. I think I might try to do this more. And then, yeah, again, just having friends and family and like the wedding, I would start second shooting. And yeah, cool. So was it your passion for photography that kind of made you change direction? Yeah, or? I think I think it was like I actually enjoy taking images of things. Mm. And I mean, I took pictures of like events and people and, and at university. I did all the like event photography for the school. So I was mm. like the person with the camera at all the events in mm. my private Christian university in Florida. And everyone knew me as like the girl with the camera. And um, so like I would upload like dodgeball tournaments and all this stuff and tag like everyone <laughs> in the school and like these Facebook galleries. And mm-hmm. so it went from like, yeah, I I think it's, I've, I've done such a wide variety of random shooting that wasn't with like people or weddings, um, but it's just because I enjoyed shooting. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, everyone growing up because there wasn't digital, like we all had film cameras. It's, it's funny when people do talk about like, they're like, oh, I started on film. I'm like, who, who didn't start on film because like <laughs> that's all there was like when we were kids like disposable yeah. film cameras or your parents film cameras mm. um so it's like yeah it's i mean i would always get digital or uh, disposable cameras for my parents for like whenever we go on vacation or whenever yeah. i would go to camp <laughs> yeah. and so <laughs> yeah i used yeah. to get those as well right enough for holidays all yeah. the time gosh and you just I'd, a lot of it would be like random objects like yeah. i would be taking photos of and it, that just hasn't really stopped it's just now in the form of like coffee isn't yeah it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when the uh, underwater d- yeah. uh, disposable yeah. cameras came? Was, yeah. Oh my god! Did anyone get a, w- at least one good picture? <laughs> it was just all blue. Like, oh yeah, those well, are some good days. I think it was like the your suntan oil or sunscreen would be on the front, so it'd be like blurry <laughs> under the water as yeah. well, just because you're touching it and not understanding that. Got to keep this clear. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those are yeah good days. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually. Before you came in. Greg was showing me so I'm sorry am I allowed yeah, to yeah, yeah. throw you under the bus a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg was showing me these old photographs of him with like how old are you 16 it ranges from I, actually I don't know how young the youngest one is but there's one photo that had a date on it and that was when I was 13 oh. and then there's some when I was 16 yeah. 18 all with his little video cameras from back Aww. in the day yeah. those things are huge <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, growing up, my dad had like the big video camera that you sit on your shoulder, oh, yes. and it's like, yeah, yeah. We, we have so many VHSs from. Oh. Yeah, because my family had one of those things as well on the shoulder. But then I feel like as soon as you could start, or as soon as they figured out that you could tape the television, they just <laughs> used the family cassettes, uh, family tapes to to just have episodes of of random TV shows. So mm-hmm. you'll be watching this lovely moment and then suddenly a random TV show with someone getting their hair cut would just 
<laughs> continue the, the tape. And I was like, yeah. oh, that was a really nice moment. Why? I, I went through a phase when I, I found a whole bunch of old VHS and started to digitise them. And you're right, you would put one in going, oh, I wonder what's on this one. And it would be like the news and then some random TV show or it'd be Die Hard or something. And you're like, what? What's going on here? Why have we still kept this? Yeah. I, I honestly would love if the big shoulder cameras came back. Like if they like decked them out and they Ooh. weren't as heavy, you know, if they're mm-hmm. like the weight of our regular ones. I think it just looks way cooler. <laughs> like I would like the person filming <laughs> my wedding to have something on their shoulder. Yeah. Being wow. Light. Well, that I, would be really cool. <laughs> I think there's still older people filming with those kind of cameras. Well, I'm thinking younger person yeah. with an... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Someone needs to create a camera, like an updated. Yeah, that, that style of camera, but the style a cool of, film. But to, yeah, <laughs> like your guys's feel, your style, your type of cameras, but on your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've gotten so far with our technology, trying to make it smaller all the time. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's time to go back to being huge and bulky. I thought it was cool, but is it really going to benefit you? to work alongside a videography team when their cameras are massive again. Do you want that, really? I was thinking more for my wedding. I think it'd be <laughs> fun to see a guy with a camera. <laughs> All the photographers who listen no. to this podcast are like, no, don't go back there, please, God. Okay, so obviously you, you, you talked about how you like shooting things. What inspired you to move from... Or well, just what inspires your work now, I suppose? Probably mainly like films in that sense I, I watch a lot of films watch a lot of tv shows so um i'm a big big netflix person I actually just started mr robot a couple days ago and oh, i am obsessed wow. with how that's filmed so uh-huh, yeah yeah one of the shots where it's like from the side and it's like in the big like um office upstairs and uh-huh. it's just like a tiny He's like a tiny person. Yeah. It's like, why? I don't know. The cinematography in that is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that actually inspired, which is probably why you and I have a lot of the same of how we see things, because mm-hmm. I like to shoot where it looks like it could be like a still from like a film. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Mr. Robot. Yeah. Uh, Homecoming with Julie Roberts. It's filmed I, we, by Yeah. Sam I watched all that one Sam as well. Mm-hmm. Is that the... That one is actually beautifully done. It's, and that's really eerie because like yeah. I lived in Florida for college and where they're, where they're saying that was, was just kind of like around where I went to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, it actually what is like that. Yeah. just like eerie, random buildings all over. <laughs> is it a nice story or is it like a scary story? I've, I've not seen it. Mm-hmm. It's darker, but it's not scary. All right, cool. Yeah. So yeah, it hasn't changed your view on the place that you're Oh, racing. no, no, no. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool that they made like Florida dark because it's more like light and airy usually, but they <laughs> focused on it <laughs> in a very eerie way. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I thought she did really well, actually, in a t- just aside, Julie Roberts, she did really well for a TV position as well. Mm. Yeah. And she made it feel like it was a film. It should be in cinema. Maybe that'll be the next thing I watch. I told you a few weeks ago to watch it. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm <just> like, <laughs> so. I've got other things to watch, you know. <laughs> I feel like I watch Netflix all the time, but yeah, I'm trying to remember something. Not coming to me. Did Not you guys have like, I mean, and these are actually probably are, are more dark, but um, like The Following. Did you ever watch that with James Purefoy and Kevin Bacon? I think you'd I like it. I know of it. I know yeah. of it. Oh, that, the, yes. That's the, the, the serial the, killer guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally did. That got canceled though, right? I think it did after. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple seasons though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was really I think good. they wrapped it up pretty well. I think. Yeah, darker shows I tend to like. 
Yeah, we, I watch a lot of Office in the background, yeah. Friends in the background while I'm editing. Mm. Have you seen easy. both versions? I haven't seen the British one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the American one. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Have you? It seems yeah. to be crazy popular. Like, people yeah, watch it. Yeah, like, you, uh, you should, because, so, Ross was unsure as well, and he just started watching, I had him go through the, the whole of The Office, and we're, oh, yeah. like, in the sixth or seventh season now, but it's, like... I love rewatching it, so I'll watch it a million times. But he actually didn't realize that it was going to be as funny as it was because he's like, you know, British. And like, the, Brit- <laughs> yeah. the British one is the right one, but it's it's like funny in a different way. He said, and it's like really yeah. good. He really enjoys it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also am a big fan of like Gilmore Girls. They're fast talking. I don't know if you oh, ever. I I love the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I, I love it. Have you listened to the Gilmore Guys podcast? No, I didn't even know there was a what, really. Yeah, they have mm. like. Scott on there, Lauren. I will give should. that a listen. Yeah. I will definitely give that a listen. I watch a lot of like Supernatural and stuff like that. Oh. Um, who's the guy who was in Gilmore Girls? Who plays Sam? Ah, I can't remember. D- anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Bit of a tangent. Are you about Dean? What? Dean? Dean. Oh, yes. Yeah. It is Dean. Yeah. Because in Supernatural... <laughs> Yeah, because his yeah. brother is Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry, we briefly talked about your style, but let's get into it a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, obviously you color things quite dark. Is that? It's a darker style, but it's like there'll always be like a focus in a photo. So I I'll always try to draw your attention to something in the image, and that's probably why it takes me a good bit to edit like a session as well because every image I want to like make it like equal of like every image is like edited by me and it's like the tones all have to be consistent throughout the whole wedding day but especially in the portraits or like her putting on her shoes or just I mean any little thing moment like a hug or a walk or something um, I want there to be a focus or I want you I'm trying to draw the person looking at the photos attention to one thing mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's like a way to do that with editing. You just darken everything except for the thing that you want people to focus. You make it a little bit more sharper or you add a little bit more contrast to that section or, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Are you drawn to, because obviously your, your style is quite moody, are you trying to portray a sadness in an image or like what like what's the over, overall kind of feeling do you want to portray in an image or does it? kind of change from moment to moment yeah i I think it's more of like the stillness more than sadness so Uh it's more of like be more of like a sense of calm maybe is what i'm going for hopefully people aren't like oh man it feels like a funeral (laughs) (laughs) but you know everyone i mean everyone has different styles so it's like some people will obviously the people who like book me like like the style that i Mm. edit in but um yeah i would say it's more of like serene calm like like a spa like, like you know, like okay. I don't know. I mean, I guess there are bright spots, but I, the spas I've been to tend to be darker. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't been to Air Spa in London, there's what, also one in Chicago, but it's A I R E Spa. Okay. But it's like ancient baths, so it's like Ooh. underground, and there's like a dead sea pool where you can float and listen to music under the Ooh. water. And but, anyways, the whole color palette of that is like my color palette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like. Yeah, so it's supposed to be more of like a calm stillness mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah. and I think I think still is a good word because even in the fact that I like movement, it's still everything seems still around the one thing mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You can definitely see that 
like I'm thinking of your lifestyle stuff, like mm-hmm. coffee shops and stuff. It's always a really clean table with a cup. <laughs> And it does have a sort yeah, of yeah. It's like minimal, it. yeah. yeah, minimalist. I'm not like I'm not like a huge fan of like clutter. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel that style translates between the two locations that you sort of split your time? Yeah, I think it works well. I think because even here you have a city. So like the couple last couple weddings I've done in Edinburgh, I've like been in the city, and um, yeah, I think you can find even in urban settings like walls or find a way to edit it where it's like you're taking out the crazy colors. Sometimes I'll take out if there's crazy signs or, you know, go to an area where there's not a million people around. But if there are, I've like made it work. I actually one of like two summers ago, I did a wedding during the festival and they got married wow. at the uh, city chambers on the Royal Mile. So you, they walked out and they're like surrounded by like, you know, thousands of people. Um, but everyone like made a path for them and we're all like congratulating them and stuff. But yeah, I've like made it work because you, you, again, you just try to edit to where it's like the focus is them and then mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of like blurred or so I think it's like the framing of the image as well. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, I, but yeah, I think it works um, just because I've, I, I live in the city of Chicago. So, it's like tall buildings, muted colors. The color palette's already there with all the buildings. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the brides that book me aren't, you know, wearing like, you know, hot pink dresses or anything. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of uh, client do you tend to aim for? Usually it's just one that, well, I mean, I think it's like a mixture of somebody that sees my images, like appreciates the the way they look and then Mm -hmm. just trust that like oh we want that for our wedding and like you can deliver that i'm not a super salesy person so i think my favorite clients have always tended to be ones that just truly appreciate like the images that i produce Mm -hmm. for chicago i feel like the the brides definitely tend to be more I don't, I, yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily they're any different. I think the traditions are different. Uh, okay. um, like for like ceremonies um, here, all the weddings I've done have, they've had book signings or book signings. They've like signed like registrar and stuff. Cool. You don't do that in, or I've never done that for anyone, any of the weddings I've done in America. <laughs> like nobody signs registrars for the audience or like for the ceremony mm-hmm. um guests or for in private <laughs> it's like they'll just it'll just be like a piece of paper they do maybe the day before or the okay. day after or something and then mm-hmm. like the pastor will send it in or something <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's almost like not a big deal signing the piece of paper in america for some reason like mm-hmm. it is here so that's interesting yeah, it's a really big deal over here yeah mm-hmm. they, a it's a very formal yeah. yeah and they like i i actually remember the first wedding i did um and it was in Leeds in England and I <laughs> I didn't I was I was there. I was I was focused, I was ready, had my camera, they were about you know, I knew the first kiss was coming. He pronounced a man a wife and then they went to the table and they were like signing the book and I'm getting wide shots of like the whole room while they're doing this because I'm like, Oh, they're waiting for them to come back to the front to get the kiss shot. I'm in the center, like centering it. They're tiny people in the front because that was my angle and the other shooter was getting the close up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the pastor's like flagging me down from the <laughs> the front, and he's like, and I'm like, like I don't know, like I'm waving back at him, like We're so Hi. friendly over here, yeah. Hi. And it's and then he was like telling me to come up to the front, and it was like, and this is a couple years ago now, but he was like waving me up to the front, and I was like, 
yeah. And they're like, oh, we're ready for you to take a photo of like, you know, her signing, like getting her signing. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I just played it like it was no big deal. But then, you know, a couple of weddings after that, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a moment that this people get close up shots of them. And it's, and then they do, it's not even the real signing. It's like the fake with her, the pen and like the pastor all like smiling <laughs> with their thumbs up, very yeah. kind of cheesy, like smiling at the camera. And I was like, oh, this is a thing that people like over here. Yeah. It's so, so cute. <laughs> it is weird that you're like, the proof <laughs> of that moment is the document that people are signing. <laughs> then to take a, another document of this document, <laughs> like, it's just so weird. You're it is right. very funny. I think it's very cute just because we don't have it. And so I think yeah. I've found more humor in it, but I think it, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the clients range in age, they, because I think a lot of it has to do with trust. So it's like, I actually have a wide range of like client age, client style. Sometimes they're more traditional. Sometimes they're elopements in the Highlands. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're... In like modern warehouse transformed venues in Chicago. But yeah, I, th- mm. I, I honestly, I'm not one of these people where it's like, I'll tell that person to change. Like I've had a plenty of traditional brides, but some mm. like, it's honestly, I feel like the person, like I would never tell someone to like change their style or just try to get people that are like, look a certain way. Yeah. I think it's more about if they enjoy the the documentary style that I shoot and which I think a lot of people say that, but it's more of just like shooting constantly because I do high continuous. So all throughout the day, which is why I kind of overshoot, but it's great because then I get like moments in between. So like while they're walking in between poses or to and from the church, to and from the car, to and from places like those tend to be my favorite images because I'm constantly shooting. Yeah. So that's actually one thing. I don't know if you remember, I, I asked you about, you know, are you a one for capturing movement? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I love those images as well. Yeah. There's something uh, a little bit more authentic when people don't feel like they're having their photograph taken. Yeah. Or they tend to portray themselves a little bit more, a little bit more relaxed and naturally. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you say, oh, we're, we're going to do a couple shoot, then they're sometimes they don't know what to do or, you know, they're a little bit more hesitant. Those yeah. are always my favorite images but they're always the hardest to get yeah i can see why you're shooting constant yeah and Um, yeah and everyone's different like mm -hmm. some people are love posing and there's like all these posing courses and Mm. all this kind of stuff and i don't know i think if you just have know how to talk to your client or like your you know are just treat them as a person you Mm -hmm. can just be like oh just chat to each other just like walk around like I don't think you need to be so um, like have like one liners or like, um, I don't know. It's I, I, it's just like a little too cheesy to, for me, I think, to like do the like hardcore posing. I'll like happily yeah. direct them if like maybe the guy's awkward, doesn't know where to put his hands or something. But yeah, yeah. I think the like, yeah, the one line like cheesy stuff. <laughs> like I don't, I've, I'm not that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I, I the the banter that you have with people it's uh, it just doesn't come naturally to me sometimes yeah um so i will just chat naturally like i wouldn't have those yeah. kind of one-liners that you mentioned yeah um because i feel like it can feel forced if people yeah. have yeah. the joke the one-liner type thing do, that they've yeah. got yeah it can sometimes feel forced that they're just that's just what they say mm. yeah just, just be I'm genuine not, and spend time with yeah the couple. i think 
I think it like I because I'm not an intense person. I'm not a loud person. Mm. Um, I don't like being seen on a wedding day. I don't like being the center of attention on a wedding day. So I'm never going to be that photographer that is like, look at me. Like I'm, you know, being super loud. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd rather just like be in the background and them just like have their day. Mm-hmm. But in my question, wedding day questionnaire, I'm always like, okay, pick your loudest like family relative or bride, bridal party person <laughs> to yeah. have the list as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'll have the family group list. Yes. Um, and it's like, I'll make sure every single one is taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have the list, but give them the list as well because they'll be the one yelling for the family members. When everyone's departing from the ceremony, yeah. they're tracking them down, running around, and I'm just there at the front like making sure everybody's eyes are open, the framing's right, the lighting's right, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just make sure every single thing is taken, but I'm not going to be like yelling at people. I don't know what their faces are. I could be yelling at grandma, and she's like right next to me, <laughs> and you know, like across the way. So yeah, it's just, that's just not my, I'm, that's just, that particular thing is not my gifting. I'm just not a yeller or loud person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair, that's fair enough. I know a few photographers who are, who are very much introverts, and they kind of they're happy to just like go around the wedding and not 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 be known, and that's quite calming for them. But I also know photographers who feel like that like they are naturally introverts, but they feel like they have to portray this image of themselves. I feel kind of not sorry for the people, but I wish they could realize that you can just be yourself and you know not yeah. have to feel like you're you need to f- be forced into a style that doesn't suit them naturally with jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives whether you provide a service like design development or photography or offer advice to clients with jack is for you it's focused on creatives insurance shouldn't be complicated so with jack has made every step easy you'll deal with one form and talk to one jack as you sign up get covered and move on with your day with Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff, it means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. We've obviously been promoting With Jack on the podcast for so long. So long. But we've not actually been using them. So yeah. it's exciting to finally have gone through the experience of getting a quote, speaking to Jack and signing up. That's right. We are now part of the With Jack family. We now have insurance with, with Jack. Yeah. So it's it's really exciting to be able to now have confidence in saying that it is a really good service. First of all, when we told Ashley that our old insurance had you know reached its renewal date and that we were thinking about moving over, first thing she did was... To come into the studio and go through our our insurance with us to reduce the rate. Anyone willing to do that is someone that I want to support. We were actually speaking to Melody Joy off the mic, and she was speaking to Ashley because obviously she splits her time between Chicago and Edinburgh. I believe that Ashley now covers the United States as well. Is that right? It certainly sounded like it. It certainly did sound like it. So if you are in the United States, if you're in other places. Uh, maybe just hit up with Jack, hit up Ashley, just to see if she can cover you. Because if she can, you should absolutely get your insurance with, with Jack. And I'm sorry, Ashley, every time I say with with Jack, it's really hard to say. 
Can I just just get rid of one of the withs? Yeah, just get your insurance with Jack. Okay. Speak to Jack. Speak to Jack. Anyway, enough of us talking. Let's get back on to the normal podcast uh, episode. Was that sound effect to transition? No. I like I just that. felt like it. Okay. I think the main reason, other than the fact that your work is amazing, um, Thank you. <laughs> is the fact that you're kind of in this unique position. You're kind of straddling two cities <laughs> as well as being a traveler, like traveling. Thanks. You like to yeah. travel, you like to capture different landscapes and stuff like that. So let's talk about why you are traveling between Chicago and Edinburgh at the moment. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, because my boyfriend lives here. So that's the main the main reason I come here every yeah three months. And, um, and then his boss lets him work remotely in America. So mm-hmm. we were able to go back and forth. Yeah, so been doing that the last little over two years, I guess now, but... Yeah, we're just we're gonna keep doing that until eventually. I think I'm. I think the plan is that I'll be here, yeah, <laughs> like long okay. term. So talk mm-hmm. that far in advance. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy the season that I'm in actually, because mm-hmm. it's. I don't, you know, I'm don't want to rush anything. Um, I'm like I actually am for like the first time, just really trying to be like content with like where I'm at and knowing that like this isn't always going to be this season, but it actually is kind of cool. Like I'm learning to like appreciate that it actually is nice to kind of be able to have this cause it's not, mm. it's not normal. And <clears throat> yeah, it's actually, it's nice that like between America and UK, like you can holiday twice a year for 90 days. So it's like for six months out of the year, it's like, I'm like, they let Americans be here <laughs> for two chunks of 90 days. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> take advantage of that. <laughs> so percentage wise, like do you spend, is it 50, 50 between Edinburgh and Chicago or? Yeah, it's, um, it's about 50, 50, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Sometimes some years it's 60/40 just depending on like, you know, like the amount of weddings that I'll book overseas or, you know, kind of I try to do the chunks where it's like when I know cuz we're, you know, doing the back and forth, so mm-hmm. I try to book as many as I can in the like, you know, 6-month chunks that I want to be in the states. Yeah. Um yeah. And then sometimes if a random amazing one comes up in the middle then i'll have to cut it short here Mm -hmm. um yeah so and that's kind of actually how the fall will be because we're also come back over to chicago in the summer and then i'll come back over here in the fall um but it'll be a little bit less than the 90 days just um because i have a good amount in september and then at, at the end of november um weddings as well in the states that are both amazing wedding so i'm mm-hmm. like condensing my yeah. fall but then i'll be back again like three months later so yeah. so yeah. is the wedding season in chicago is it is it seasonal or do they use the whole year i think it's the whole year yeah i'm yeah so how do you find that then being strict to yourself to try and block out time to not book yeah it's um i will say uh, okay so i don't know if there's not okay they are doing weddings year-round but yes, I guess like maybe September and October, September and October, I've gotten a lot of inquiries specifically. So maybe that is more of a popular season. But I've had to say no to so many Chicago brides in September. Um, but actually not because I'm there. 
um, or because not because I'm not there. I am there. But so like, let's say I have a wedding on September 20th. I'll get a inquiry for the 19th and the 21st. Um, I had I have a wedding on like the 15th or 16th and I was getting inquiries for the day after and day before. Mm. I personally, this is just a personal thing um, because I know myself. Um, I'm never going to book a wedding before or after another wedding, like back to back days, because yeah. I don't think it's fair to the second person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're not ever going to be 100% like you were for the one, the first day or in the, like if you have three in a row, like some people do and some people are great at it. And if you have multiple people or, you know, I just, I know I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't feel fair to the second person cause I'm going to be wiped that whole day. And so I don't do that. So the closest I'll do is like from weekend to weekend. So, I mean, I have some ones that are like eight weekends in a row. Yeah. So it's like I've got six days to <laughs> yeah. recoup in between every wedding. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think understand that's what, yeah. The photographers that do four or five in a row, like <laughs> Thursday to Monday or whatever. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. cannot understand them. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. And some people can. Yeah. I, I just know myself. And so I can't. So that it's so it is kind of a bummer because I just don't want it. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, should I take this one? It's a really good one. But I just keep thinking like, mm, no, I feel like I won't, I won't be able to like, I don't know. I just feel bad that I won't yeah. be able to like be 100%. <laughs> yeah. Would you do yeah. Would you do a, a Friday, Sunday like with one gap in the middle? I would do a day yeah. gap in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. I don't tend to like doing it, but yeah. sometimes, yes, sometimes I mean, we just do. Yeah. yeah. And if you can, and there's, there's two of you consistently doing it as well. So for me, I would have a second shooter. So it wasn't mm-hmm. maybe somebody that I always work with or just a handful of times a year. So the yeah. trust is a little less than the two of you are. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Well, there was yeah. Uh, a couple, was it a couple of times last year we had three in a row? One was for the associate team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. We would just share the duties between the three of us. And that was in the middle of summer, right? I felt like I was melting at those weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely melting. The weather was nicer than in the winter. Yeah. In fact, (laughs) one of them, one of them was at Coulston House, who worked who worked at that wedding. Adelaide. Adelaide. That was Adelaide's wedding. When I said I was in the polytunnel and I was melting in the summer heat. Oh, you did the film for Adelaide's wedding? (laughs) No, she was the florist florist. for the couple we were working with. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That was that was a fun wedding. I've been I distracted by this wedding film that's playing behind you guys on the TV right now. Where's oh, that at? Uh, that's that's, that's what the you're one that Adelaide did. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the I was going to say, I was like, that's a really pretty like house. Cause, like, yeah. The wide. yeah, it's cool. So yeah. this is uh, Coulson House just outside Haddington, which isn't too far away from Edinburgh. Is huh? this recent? Uh, last year. Yeah. Nice. Uh, summer. But yeah, lovely because they've got the big house. They've got this big expanse where they can have ceremony. Um, and then they've got another section where they can have a ceremony, which is the polytunnel if it's like raining. But they've also got uh, like stables and stuff. So it's a really versatile venue. Lots of grounds. It looks so nice. And, uh, you know, for the sunset, they've yeah. just, it, I don't know, there's, there's no trees blocking the sun. It's, yeah. it's actually lo- a lovely venue. One of my favorites, actually, in Scotland. But um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Now it's kind of like, ooh, where's that at? I'm peeking behind you guys. Yeah. So getting back to, to the the two places that you work, what is that like to feel like you have to spread yourself out? Or do you feel like you have to spread yourself out? Or is it just... Yeah, I, I don't because I usually just try to take on like around no more than 20, 25 weddings a year. Cool. Um, and I think that helps me because... 
again, the market is just priced differently in the States. So mm-hmm. when I do most of my weddings over there, it, um, yeah, it just, I can do less um, if I do more weddings in the States. And so I think that's how I balance it. I think that's mm-hmm. how I'm able to like live life yeah. because booking, yeah, main, my main weddings in the States um, makes it more relaxed to not feel like I have to do necessarily work when I'm over here. And mm-hmm. so a lot of, I, I feel like a huge part, a huge part of the pie of owning your own business is um, marketing. And mm. that's a lot of what I do when I'm traveling <laughs> and working and networking and shoots. And yeah, and that's a lot of what I do over here, which is a huge part of my business. So like, for example, like this trip was mainly like marketing related and or, you know, like that's what I ended up doing business wise. And so I'm here for Ross to spend time with him. But work wise, like he works nine to five. So like I'm working nine to five on marketing right. and um, and that could be in the form of shoots, working with brands, businesses. Um, I've worked with like a handful of architects this trip and yeah, just doing like different places. So it's like it's mm-hmm. it's really good because like this is the kind of content that I can use throughout the year, but I've knocked it all out in this chunk. So then the rest of the year I'm just like working, but I have all this content to use throughout mm-hmm. the year. And that's I mean, it's a huge part of people's work and if I, I mean, it's nice that I'm able to take the time to do that. And I feel like going back and forth between both cities mm-hmm. helps me compartmentalize like, okay, this is marketing chunk of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. this is like work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you always have your camera on you? Are you always ready to get potential content if you're mm-hmm. out and about shopping or the coffee shop? Um, I actually don't I just have my iPhone right yeah so and okay. that's probably why I like kind of go overkill on the story sometimes because I'm really into like taking like good iPhone shots yeah mm-hmm. and yeah like some like I love shooting with my iPhone it's just like so simple and so easy and it's really light um my backpack when it gets too heavy and I'm walking around a lot it's really heavy when you're bringing around like your camera and yeah. your laptop to edit so yeah a lot of times because I also because I plan shoots so whenever I do all these shoots, then I'll like take all this time to edit them. So I'll just be basically carrying my laptop and my hard drive. And then I'll just use my, use this for marketing (laughs) for like stories and stuff. But a lot of people actually ask if a lot of my stories are digital, but I would say 99% of them are just my iPhone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might have noticed that Greg has a special case with a huge big lens on it. Oh, like, yeah. It's interchangeable <laughs> on his iPhone. The you, mo- moment lenses. The moment lenses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you have anything to add on to your phone or is it just... It's just the phone, yeah. yeah. I don't have anything to add on to it. I would like them. I've seen them. They look cool. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Makes it different for me because mm-hmm. I used to have one of the Sony RX100 cameras, okay. which is does brilliant video and good photos as well but i found i wasn't even though that's a small point and shoot camera i wasn't taking it with me anywhere so i just got to the point that i was like right i'm gonna get rid of this and just use my iphone but i decided to get the moment lenses to keep it different just yeah. a different sort of focal length from just the normal one yeah so mix it up i've went to pretty much all iphone photos for just day-to-day stuff yeah yeah so do you so is that your your Instagram feed is that your DSLR stuff? Yeah, your, yeah, cool. Yeah, so your stories is all your iPhone. Yeah, so cool. and that just actually recently changed, like at the beginning of last year. Actually, I think it was just the beginning of last year mm-hmm. um, or end of 2017 that I was like, okay, 
my feed will be a DSLR because before that it was all iPhone as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just for the people who might struggle using their phones, how would you take a good iPhone photograph for Instagram? Um, I use portrait mode a lot mm-hmm. um, for close-up objects. Um, I always edit with Snapseed. I think it's it's simple intuitive, intuitive enough for me. Um, I didn't always. I used to use Visco a lot. Um, oh, yeah. But... And it's it is quick if you like find the one that you like and stuff. Yeah, I think I just consistently do the same things over and over. I desaturate, contrast, sharpen. Um, it has a selective tool, so like just kind of like in editing Lightroom, where I have people focus on one thing. Yeah, I'll darken everything else, brighten the one thing I want people to focus on, sharpen that, mm-hmm. soften everything else. It's cool. Yeah, so like I. I do it kind of like in a speed edit. So like even on the way here on the train, like I did a handful for the Portia studio that I was staying at. So like I just knocked them all out of my iPhone on the way here, but it was the same. I just kind of edit them in the same style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, keeping the styles the same, is that, does it feel right? Like if someone saw a DSLR photograph and an iPhone, would they be able to say yeah you know what these fit pretty well style wise color wise i think so that's yeah yeah, that's um yeah that's kind of what i i try to make it look like it's a dslr image and i Mm -hmm. keep it in the same color palette yeah yeah so you're obviously you're doing a lot of commercial shoots this trip and personal stuff yeah is there any other steps you're taking to establish yourself as having a base in scotland and being available in scotland yeah i mean i i've worked with a handful of people over here like for even like for the styled shoot the florist who did that she was an actual florist for a wedding that i shot here last summer um and so there's i think it's just kind of rekindling those like friendships with vendors that i've worked with in the past and um i mean there's just so many talented people here that i um haven't met as well so like um just kind of yeah just kind of like just being an encouragement like when I can, like when I like their images or comment on something that I actually really like. I rarely comment. So if I comment on your thing, it's like a huge deal. <laughs> and so um, um, I'll need you to if I really like it. But um, yeah, it's, it's more because I don't like spending a lot of time on Instagram. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just even I reach out to people who I would like to work with in the future and knowing that I'm I am going to be here long term, like probably within the next couple of years. Like yeah. it's... Um, yeah, it's just nice to kind of develop friendships with people. And like, and a lot of times it's not even a straight up like, oh, let's like do something. It's more of like, hey, can I come by your shop and look at your dresses or can we grab coffee? And yeah, yeah so it's more of just like, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with like just being like friends and just, yeah. Yeah, so just nurturing yeah, relationships like, and just, in a genuine sort of way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Would, so, you, yeah. would you say that's the biggest thing for you right now yeah well i mean this particular trip again it's yeah it's been kind of that and shoots so i've done a lot of work with like um a bright like a vintage bridal dress company in edinburgh um that's amazing and so i've done like three shoots with her this trip and it's it's just been so great because i love vintage dresses and i I, like i genuinely like her stuff like Mm -hmm. i would probably do something like that for my wedding dress and even worked with like a designer actually carolyn baxter ashley's sister i did like a work for like her for, um, I was wondering if no. it, that was who it was because yeah. Yeah. Ashley was in a few, was it last week? And she mm-hmm. mentioned that yeah. her sister sort of knew you. Yeah, so her, yeah, so I did a, 
yeah, shoot for her sister. And like, she had a couple dresses. So I took them up to a friend's, another private home and like, <laughs> um, just like shot these dresses and worked, was able to work with like Hedgerow, which I've loved their florals. And yeah. so it's, yeah. So it's really nice to kind of be, yeah. And with Hedgerow, like it was nice, like meeting Rachel for coffee and like, just chatting with her and then like I invited her to come up and um it is interesting the the less amount of people tends to be better for styled shoots so it was literally just me and Rachel um and she like made the flowers out of her car and switched up the bouquets for different Carolyn Baxter's dresses Mm -hmm. and so it was it was nice to kind of have that um kind of more intimate setting for shooting Mm -hmm. um but yeah no I love the wide variety of like big styled shoots to kind of smaller intimate working with like one off or one or two vendors yeah um, because then you can kind of focus more on those two things but Mm -hmm. yeah I would say this this particular trip has been a lot of like yeah just kind of interacting doing shoots grabbing coffee Mm -hmm. um during like the business hours (laughs) yeah doing podcasts doing podcasts (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) do you charge more in chicago do are people more do people pay more for a photographer like what like what's the difference there in terms of money earned and made and yeah so chicago the average wedding photographer be like five thousand dollars yeah um and yeah so that's like the average cost of a wedding Mm -hmm. um in chicago and so that's why it makes sense to do most of my weddings there and then when i come over here it would maybe have to be like two to three weddings sometimes depending on like unless you're just getting high-end clients like Mm -hmm. i don't think it would have to be two to three weddings to make that amount, I believe, from mm. what I've gathered. Because, I mean, there's a lot of good wedding photographers over here. And when I see how much they're charging, <laughs> it honestly shocks me. I'm like, what? Yeah. But it's just the market. It's like, so they, they don't feel like they're being priced low. It's just what it is over here. It's mm. just different. I'm sure if you were to ask them, they could probably be happy char- charging a little bit more. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same with some filmmakers it's almost in like Europe. The, it's like the... It's weird. I think it's just like this cult, the society, or it's like the wedding market isn't as I don't know what you'd call it. Um, like people, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's just like it's just. I mean, it's going to get there eventually, I believe. But I think. Oh sure, yeah, Brexit will make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're sure. laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. So for me, in that in in that sense of just me going back and forth, it actually kind of works out that I do most of my weddings in the states and yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then over here it's just mm-hmm. a handful, and even yeah, it'll be interesting. I think when I even move over here, like full time, I'm I believe I still will be going to the states quite frequently, just because I feel like my profit will still be higher even with the flight. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It is funny because speaking to some people, they're like, "I'm leaving this country if we do Brexit. I'm leaving it," and I like how you're like, "No, I'm I'm just gonna come in, I'm just gonna come back. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be great." You mentioned not liking Instagram. But your Instagram account is um, is beautiful. Is that it's more of the time spent? It's it's like I enjoy curating a beautiful feed. Like yeah. I like it to look nice, mm-hmm. and I enjoy how it looks, and I actually enjoy the process of it. But it's knowing that it's time consuming and learning from my past of spending so like I used to spend so much time on it mm-hmm. to where stories take me so much like two seconds because they're iPhone photos. So that's why I've kind of switched to doing iPhone stories as my mm-hmm. main marketing and then doing yeah. posts less because mm-hmm. that's way more time consuming. So then I have more free time in the evenings to like 
spend time with my boyfriend or my family or friends. Yeah. So would you say that is your primary tool other than obviously, you know, um, building relationships and stuff? Yeah. I would say that's your your go-to platform. And I feel like it's good for anyone who's trying to work in a different city or country or location. Mm -hmm. Um, I always encourage people to find other like-minded creatives like Mm -hmm. in their style if they want to work in i don't know if somebody wants to go work in san francisco or something like find somebody that (coughs) is your style and actually like tell them that you like their style and like just yeah like let them know that like if they ever need anything like you know it's 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 very practical things it's it's not like you have to make a forced like oh we have to do a shoot the next time we're there it's more of like hey i actually like your style and i think we'd worked great together if Mm -hmm. you know of anyone that wants you know to have someone fly out or you know you could do a deal for them or if they ever came here that you'd love to meet up with them for coffee like it's it's kind of like a you can do that anywhere in any city yeah <laughs> yeah it's mm. a good tool for that for mm. for geographically re- moving yourself yeah work-wise yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also good for getting inspiration for places to shoot do you use it for that much we we did a wedding in edinburgh with a girl from california okay. is california mm-hmm. uh, lauren scotty and she was saying that oh, she yeah. used you know her. she used instagram to sort of get some ideas of ideas for where's places. where's interesting in edinburgh shoot mm. and she found like dean village and stuff like that yeah i was kind of the same i um the last wedding that i shot in london it was going to be like around the somerset house and um yeah and so i kind of i used instagram so i was like googling like you know different maybe like london weddings and stuff but london happened to be a little bit too big so i actually went to like google maps and like walked around on the street around the somerset house and looked at like the walls that i liked and the streets that i liked around there and like um around the church that she mentioned it was at and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so i think that helps as well but yeah i think I think it's a great way to kind of see, especially if you do, you know, the ha- like look through the hashtags for yeah. that city. If it was like Edinburgh wedding or da da da, yeah. If it's a smaller city, it could definitely you could definitely um, find it. Or if it's a specific venue as well, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people have been saying that this year's been kind of quiet. Mm. Um, a lot of videographers. I don't know. If, I haven't really spoken to a lot of photographers. Has this year been quiet for you? Or I mean, obviously you're traveling about quite a um, bit. So for 2019, yeah. It's been, I, th- I think it's been like an a- like an average pr- progression, but I wouldn't say it's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like I'm like consistent exactly the number that I wanted, um, but it hasn't been over overly crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's been pretty pretty average, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for yeah, I don't. I wonder how it differs from film or like what your market is or yeah Yeah, i think a lot of people have been saying as you say it's been tough this year to fill the diary quickly as quick as normal but everybody's sort of they're hitting their targets but it's been slower to get there Mm. i don't know if people are waiting to book things later in the day or yeah if they're if there's a lot of people waiting for that 2020 year. It's like, oh, it looks yeah. nice. Yeah, are you guys booking for 2020 already, or how does that? How yeah. often in advance do you guys? Not many people book a videographer 
that far in advance. Yeah. So we've got a couple of a couple of few. The furthest we book in advance is a year to two years, maybe. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't go much yeah. further than that because yeah. you just you don't know yeah. where you're going to be, what prices yeah. you're going to be at. <laughs> So yeah, I mean yeah. we've been here for like nine years. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to be here, but <laughs> um, we find that a lot of our couples are booking sort of between one year and six months out from the wedding. Yeah, mm. and we get a lot of elop- elopement couples, and they're booking sometimes even later, like hmm. within six months of the wedding sort of thing. Yeah, I mean we just booked was it two for yeah, the last- next coming months. yeah there was two elopements for the next couple of months so they're booking within a month or two of their wedding yeah i guess that's probably how elopements sometimes sometimes they were planning on doing a wedding and they're like last minute we're just gonna elope (laughs) (laughs) yeah it all got too much yeah (laughs) running away scotland (laughs) i don't blame them to be honest so so what so what's your what's your goals for the rest of 2019 2020 what's your goals um, goals for the rest of this year are to up my editing speed. <laughs> up your editing speed. <laughs> so that's a very technical, <laughs> technical goal. Yeah. Um, but take the same amount of photographs. You just want to, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I get distracted easily. So I'm like, maybe I need to figure out like the editing space that I'm in. Like mm-hmm. if I need to do it more at home or if I need to, I have a co-working space, which is amazing in Chicago with a bunch of other wedding filmmakers and photographers and cool. Um, it is nice like working from there as well because they're all kind of in the zone. Um, but yeah, so just that's like a technical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I think just honing like the lifestyle things because it's like I love shooting weddings. Um, firstly, it's like that's I can just shoot weddings forever. I think I just love that interaction between two people and it's such a special day and it is like more of an honor than you know, shoot. And I love shooting coffee randomly. And so, um, yeah, it's actually, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like kind of doing a balance of, I was very, um, not a very good sentence or <laughs> didn't finish it, but yeah. So basically just more of, I mean, I'm, I feel like every year I'm kind of, I don't know how you'd say like maneuvering my niche of mm-hmm. like making it more pointed, more direct. And I think it also is with my style as well. I think with every, six months I'm kind of honing in more of like okay these are the only kind of clients I'm taking on so yeah it's saying more no to things that I don't want to do so that's yeah. like a good goal yeah. um that I'm, I'm like learning over time like just saying no to things that I don't want to sit down and look at for a couple days afterwards um or a couple weeks yeah if you don't want to look at it and edit it definitely don't do the job <laughs> yeah no totally I I think the no aspect of a business is probably the hardest lesson to learn when mm-hmm. to say no Mm-hmm. So, you shoot in Chicago, Edinburgh, anywhere else? Um, just kind of, people kind of book me for random things. Like I've in the next year, I'll have like a wedding in like Puerto Rico and Greece, and doing a workshop in San Diego. I have a wedding in Dallas, in Michigan, in Wisconsin. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. like ran, random things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think I'm again because I love traveling. I'm open to wherever somebody finds me. Mm-hmm. I'll travel to them, and I can I can make it work. And I enjoy going to new places, anyways. And like one of my favorite parts of that is finding coffee in that area and finding a cute place to stay. So those two mm-hmm. things actually make it really fun for me to like <laughs> yeah. travel. Besides just the like 
that it's a different location, like those two things are really exciting for me. Yeah, yeah definitely coffee in different cities is, is yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I try and do the same when we are traveling, although the cute place to stay, I never, I never really nail that. I'm normally like, where's, where's cheap on booking.com? <laughs> and that has two rooms, normally. But uh-huh. yeah, coffee shop, always try and find where's the yeah. speciality coffee in this city. Yeah. And I hope the I hope the coffee was all right here. Oh, it was amazing. I don't, and I'm I, like I mean, trying to quietly chew this Oreo. It's actually really <laughs> funny. I'm like I'm still working on this Oreo for like ten minutes because I don't want to like chomp in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. Lots of people just like stuff it into their mouth. <laughs> Me mostly, but uh, I mean, not to draw your attention to Greg's bad behavior. But did you see he just finished the coffee and didn't even offer us any? Shocking behaviour. No, it's okay because Melody had a top up as well. It's just you that didn't get a second lot. Cheap <laughs> <laughs> oh, bastards. Anyway, well, thank you very much for coming to speak to us today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Yes, it was our pleasure. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online? Um, at Melody Joyco, and yeah, uh, my website uh, www.melodyjoy.co. Cool. <laughs> Where can people find us, Greg? People can find us at Cinemate Films or our website, cinematefilms.co.uk. And if they want to find out more about the podcast, cinematefilms.co.uk forward slash podcast. That'll get you any links you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. I was going to say one more thing as well. Oh. I just thought about something. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that because I'm like half in Edinburgh and half in Chicago, like... If anybody was like visiting Chicago or wanting to find me or like do anything, like they're welcome to come to Chicago and I can like hook them up with doing some type of a shoot because I know a lot of vendors listen to this and like I have such a big like friend group of wedding industry people and I'm still like working on that here in Edinburgh. But I don't know. It's just fun for a good, good for people to know if they're like wanting to like hang out or do any type of shoot. Like if you find me in Edinburgh, Chicago, we can make it work. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I might just plan a trip to Chicago. Yeah, now. you should. <laughs> yeah. You should. What is Chicago fam- famous for? Their deep pan pizza. The cubbies. The cubbies. Yes. <laughs> what? Their dough? Yeah, deep dish pizza. Yeah, yeah. cool. I like pizza. Excellent pizza. Pie. <laughs> pizza pie. <laughs> and it is time for a review shout out. The review today comes from Ireland. It's a guy called Matty G. He says, Brilliant podcast, great content. I highly recommend for anyone working in the wedding industry. I've gained valuable insights into lots of new areas in the industry. Thank you very much, Matty G. Yes, thank you. Really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hit that subscribe button so you know when the next episode goes online. Please leave a review. That is a massive help to grow the podcast. And we'll even shout out your name. Uh, Or tell a friend. Until next time. Enjoy your life.